Welcome to the Future of Field Service podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Nicastro. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you um, a bit of a recap and summary of the fifth out of six Future of Field Service live tour events for 2023, which we just wrapped, which was in uh, Dusseldorf, Germany. Um, I can't believe that five out of the six events uh, have passed um, in sort of a flurry of uh, activity um, and look forward to our uh, sixth and final event, which will be in Stockholm on October 10th. Um, but I uh, had a great time um, in Germany and uh, a really good lineup of speakers, um, really good uh, attendance and very engaged audience. Um, so uh, let me share with you a little bit of, of what went on. So the first session we had of the day um, was a session on embracing the power of remote capabilities to create modern service delivery models. This was with Nina Lee, who is the Senior Director for um, Global Enterprise Operations Center at Johnson Controls. So Nina um, talked a lot about some of the changes that Johnson Controls has made in centralizing um, its uh, remote capabilities to really start to um, dig into um, creating synergy in the customer experience and in the service delivery model of how remote is used how it complements and ties in with uh, field service capabilities um, from a global standpoint. So, you know, it was really interesting to hear um, how they're looking at this, you know, what they've done. Um, she talked about the fact that this, um, you know, these centralized um, remote uh, centers give um, service technicians, you know, some really good opportunity um, to, you know, kind of start a new phase of their careers. Um, that's where a lot of uh, those um, employees are coming from. Um, she talked about, you know, how to, um, well, first we talked about why uh, remote is so, so important for Johnson Controls, um, how it impacts, you know, the future of the organization in terms of, um, you know, just being effective and also um, working uh, within the context of um, today's talent uh, realities, and then also um, how it impacts both Johnson Controls and its customers in terms of sustainability initiatives um, and, you know, the, the benefits uh, that exist on both sides. So we also talked about, um, you know, how teams are interfacing with one another and how the company is working to make sure that you know, the service uh, experience is seamless um, for customers. We talked about some of the misconceptions that arise when we, you know, talk about remote. So um, employees being um, fearful uh, that it will replace their jobs and, you know, customers um, objecting to um, the idea of people being on site or visible less and how Johnson Controls is mitigating those things. Um, and, you know, Nina said at the end of the session, um, in response to a question from the audience, you know, the reality is if you're not investing in remote and figuring out what this looks like for your organization, you may very well be out of business in a couple of years. Um, and I think that's a really good point. You know, this is an area of immense opportunity for service organizations. And I think it's very much uh, the way of the future. Um, so that's a, a very good piece of advice to heed. 
Um, next up, we had a session on bringing service into the DNA of a historically product-centric business um, with Lucas Regato, who is the chief service officer at Gaia. Um, and Lucas, you know, shared a lot what his journey at Gaia has looked at looked like so far. He's been there for around nine months. Um, and, you know, how big of a mindset shift it is to, um, you know, really ensure that service is top of mind and has a voice in a organization that, you know, traditionally has been very, very product focused. Um, so he talked about the huge potential that service um, holds for Gaia uh, and, you know, the um, the realization of that potential at the top, how important that is to be able to you know, really undertake uh, the change that he is leading within the organization. Um, and, you know, really, we talked a lot about how that type of mindset shift uh, and evolution is such a people-centric thing. Um, so Lucas spoke a lot about, you know, how he is spending time with teams, how he's, you know, making leaders um, all the way down to frontline employees feel a part of the shift that's going on. We talked about how, you know, incorporating service into a company's DNA does not have to mean that you um, omit or overlook or deprioritize your um, product legacy. It's simply a matter of um, complementing that. Um, and, you know, really just talked about some of the things that are challenging, but also some of the things that he is very excited about. Um, we broke out for some uh, great uh, roundtable discussions on some of um, those topics. Um, and then in the afternoon, we had uh, our next interview session was on embracing the full potential of cloud-based customer service. That was with Razvan Nansu, who is the general manager um, of CSSD at Kiyosera Document Solutions Europe. So Razvan... Um, you know, really talked uh, again about this idea of eliminating silos within the customer experience and looking at service holistically to make sure that functions are working together, to make sure that the customer experience is, again, seamless, um, intuitive, that companies are getting um, insights uh, that are valuable to them as a part of the overall value proposition. Um he talked a lot about um, sort of the commercial side and, you know, what goes into considering how you sell service when service is evolving significantly um, for an organization, making sure that, you know, um, teams are uh, educated and equipped to have those value-based uh, conversations. And I think another important point that Rosvan made is that you know, there are so, so, so many technological capabilities that are, you know, really ready um, today to be leveraged. Um, and, you know, that it's important to start with a strong foundation, which Kiyosera did with um, IFS, but also to be, you know, pushing to um, avoid complacency, to continue to leverage um, automation capabilities, AI capabilities, um, to, you know, continue to refine internally um, how effective and efficient uh, you are, and externally continuing to evaluate um, how you can grow and expand your value proposition and, you know, continue to 
get close and stay close to your customers. Uh, next up, we had a session on um, how a predictive approach to spare parts boosts service efficiency with Evo Siebers, who is the senior vice president uh, for global logistics at TK Elevator. So some of you may remember that Evo um, was not too long ago on the podcast and talked um, about this project um, that uh, TK Elevator has undertaken um, around uh, spare part business excellence. Um, but I think it was a really interesting conversation, you know, obviously sharing what they've done in terms of using predictive capabilities and automation and, um, you know, really making the most of today's technologies in terms of its spare parts business. But there were a lot of elements of this conversation that could be applied to any area of the service business where you're looking to, you know, increase automation become more predictive, um, you know, really reduce uh, manual efforts. So um, TK Elevator's story around its um, spare part business excellence uh, project is really impressive. Um, before uh, this project, you know, um, technicians had parts available for about 20% of cases. And with the new system, um, and really just being in the early stages of the new system, they're already at 80% availability. So very impressive. Um, Evo speak, spoke about, um, you know, some of the elements uh, that, you know, maybe surprised him a bit on the journey. Um, so the idea of, you know, individuals, humans tend to maybe overshoot on how well optimized we think things are versus the reality um, how important data integrity is when you're looking at anything related to predictive analytics. Um, also, um, you know, the idea of, uh, again, change management. So he also spoke about facing the um, emotions from some team members that if they're going in a predictive path, you know, would that impact jobs? Um, I think this is a recurring theme that we need to be very aware of um, because we sort of spoke at the event that, you know, as leaders in this space who know the realities of the talent gap, um, that's not really even crossing a lot of minds. Um, but for people on the front line who, you know, feel that maybe their knowledge or skills will become redundant, um, if they don't uh, have that reassurance that they are still needed um, in even a different capacity, you know, that can be quite concerning. Um, our last interview session was on balancing today's business needs with preparation for the future, uh, which was uh, with uh, Helga Brumer, who is the Global Field Service Manager for Global Service Operations at Alpha Laval. Um, and what we talked about here is really, you know, the tightrope that all service leaders walk between you know, meeting the present day needs of the business, um, including, you know, putting out fires that would impact customer experience, hitting, um, you know, uh, business metrics and, and, you know, quarterly annual goals with also looking ahead and, um, you know, putting time into innovation, uh, transformation, service evolution, et cetera. Um, so Helga shared, you know, some of his thoughts on, um, you know, how and why that is so challenging and also maybe some of the things that we need to consider um, to do things differently. So, you know, having um, whether that's having a team dedicated to the longer term or making sure that people 
have the time and, um, you know, uh, ability to look longer term, um, making sure we're focusing enough. One of his points was on, you know, not only the talent topic, but on um, continual improvement of talent, training, development. Um, so uh, it was a really good conversation that I think everyone in the room related to because, you know, to some degree, um, everyone's walking that tightrope. Um, we had a couple more roundtable discussions in the afternoon um, and then a, a quick summary and some um, cocktails and networking. It was a great day. Um, I, uh, you know, have been a little bit run down with all of the travel, all of the events. Um, but uh, this was such a wonderful note to press pause on. Um, you know, I, I feel like I repeat this a lot, but, you know, some of the feedback I heard is that, you know, people just feel so much less alone when they're in a room of their peers and understand that, you know, others face the same or very similar challenges. Um, people comment on, you know, how much they have in common and how surprising that is when they're in a room with people that are in very different industries of their own. Um, people told me that they were inspired uh, by points that were made, um, attitudes people presented, uh, thoughts that people shared. Um, and, you know, I've said this before, but I just feel so thankful to be in a position to bring folks together. To me, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, I I enjoy writing articles and recording podcasts, but there's nothing um, about what I do that I love more than, you know, building community and helping people in um, similar roles come together in ways that they can stay in touch and help one another. So it was uh, a great event from that perspective and greatly appreciate um, our five wonderful speakers and everyone that joined and made the day a success. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, we only have one uh, event left for 2023, which is in Stockholm, uh, October 10th. So if you uh, are in the Nordics or can get there for that event, um, go ahead and head to the website to register. I'm sure it will be wonderful. Um, you can also uh, register for the Future of Field Service Insider so that you are getting the latest content delivered to your inbox every other week. Make sure that you can um, peruse the articles and podcasts and stay up to date on anything relevant to you. Um, the Future of Field Service podcast is published in partnership with IFS. You can learn more at ifs.com. As always, thank you for listening.